Welcome to Walker Retail Ranger. My name is Walker, a.k.a. The Retail Ranger. It is my job to keep you free from food safety danger. The other is to make sure that stuff gets on the shelf. It's harder than it looks. I can't do it by myself. Now it's time for... Walker, Retail Ranger. Hey, attention employees, we gotta clean up on aisle 13. Clean up on aisle 13. Thank you. Thank you very much. So apparently last week I said $4 per hour when it came to the price of gas. It's going to be $4 per gallon. All right. Just for some clarity, thank you, Cousin Dave, for the old uh, fact check dot Dave. <laughs> All right, so it is episode 61 of the Retail Ranger Podcast. We're talking Sunday, February 12, 2023. How are you, Liz? Great. I'm great, too. We're just going to keep saying that. We're great. <laughs> we are great. Do not... Pay attention to the news right now because it's a little freaky, deaky, scary, wary. UFOs, spy balloons. What is it? We don't know. Just enjoy this podcast. <laughs> All right. So uh, it is pretty crappy out there today, weather-wise. It's terrible. It's like 35 degrees. We saw sleet today. Yeah. Constant rain. Whew. It is horrible. But on a happy note, it's also a Darwin Day. Okay. So celebrating the life of Charles Darwin. It is World Marriage Day. I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory, right? Yeah. It's National Plum Pudding Day. Now, isn't that like a Christmas thing? I think so. So I was like fact-checking myself in the moment so I don't have a cleanup next week. Uh, <laughs> National Plum Pudding Day um, doesn't have plums in it. Did you know that? No, I did not. So it's got raisins. And back in the day, which was a Tuesday, they said uh, they used to call raisins plums. So... Plum pudding actually has raisins in it. Okay. But they still call it plum pudding, keeping that tradition That's going. That's wild. It is National Lost Penny Day. Uh, the little synopsis of this is you go around the house and you look for pennies that are floating around your house, looking in the crevices and cracks, kind of make a big game out of it. Uh-huh. And uh, then at the end of the day, when you have your little pennies, you take that and you, you donate that to somebody. That's okay. You'd have to have a lot of pennies to yeah. really make a difference in the world. But that's that. So <laughs> uh, let me see what we got. Hey, as far as our statistics go, because I love me some stats, uh, we're up to 286 downloads in the last 30 days, which is nice. pretty good. Yep. Uh, 4,469 time, or all-time downloads. 4,469 downloads. 25 followers. So that's like 300 downloads per person, which obviously can't happen because... We only have, what, 61 episodes. Right. So, so remember, I, I kind of go back and forth fretting about followers. People are still downloading our show. Right. So I'm good. I'm not going to hang yeah, up yet, Yeah, you need folks. to stop worrying about yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I just, well, I got UFOs to worry about now. <laughs> I should worry more about that. So are you ready to discuss what's cooking there, Liz? Yeah. All right. Talk to me, Goose. Well, well since this is big game day. Oh, yeah. Quote, unquote, big game. <laughs> We're not allowed to say it. So, you It'd know, be super if we had like a bowl to put your recipe in. Well, yeah. We had talked about potato skins before. Yeah, we love some potato skins here on the Retail yes. Ranger podcast. So usually when I make them, you know, I do it from scratch with the potatoes, you know, bake them, you know, to where they're still kind of firm but soft. Yep. Cool them off, cut them in half, get that, you know, the potato out of it, well, you know, enough so there's like a bowl Oh, super. To put your stuff in. Nice, nice. And I start off with a little tiny bit of cheese first just to kind of glue everything down. And then lots of bacon. Sure. Green onions, 
you know, whatever you want to put on. Scallions for those folks up north. Yeah, and then um, put them in the oven. And when I take them back out of the oven, I'll put a little more cheese on there. Sure. And then stick them back in the oven just to let that melt. Yeah. Take it out. Then you can put whatever you want, sour cream and all that. Well, I thought, you know, like for game day, there are different apps that people, you know, tend to make. Right, right. Popular. There's some standbys. And yeah. you don't eat it all year long. Right. So one, another one that we do sometimes is the Frank's Red Hot Chicken Dip, like the Buffalo Dip. Yes, yes, that's good. And that has the cooked chicken. Mm-hmm. You can use canned chicken, but you generally yeah. use rotisserie chicken. Right. Because you're a gourmet. <laughs> sour, I mean, um, oh, what you call it, cream cheese. Yep. And Frank's Red Hot Sauce, blue cheese crumbles. I usually put the blue cheese dressing. Yeah. Or you could put ranch or both. I prefer blue cheese. Yeah. Remember that? And then you, you know, put it in the oven for about 20 minutes or until it's nice and bubbly. Yep. And that's awesome. Right. It's, it's just like, a good dip stand by You can eat that itself. for a meal. I agree. Some chips. I think I we love have. it. So, but I was thinking, why don't we do a mashup? And do regular potato skins, maybe not so much bacon. Yeah. And put the dip on top of the potatoes. Oh, the best of both worlds. And if you want it a little spicier, you could use. Um, the Monterey Jack with the jalapenos in it. Sure. Yeah, Monterey Jack cheese generally has a little bit more bite to it, right? Yes. Yeah. So that sounds like. This, really so that's amazing. what we're having tonight while we're watching a sporting event on TV that involves two professional teams trying to score <laughs> points, blah, blah, blah. That, right. That'll be good. I know. I'm excited. Did I see brownies down there too? Yeah, I did make some brownies. Are we doing old school brownies? Old school. Oh, man. Just doesn't get any better than that. I love that. So. Is that, are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Cool. That sounds really good. I'm looking forward to that tonight. Yeah, man. So speaking of meat, uh, you know I'm not a big fan of fake meat. I've talked about it a couple times. Yeah. Um, I got an article here. There's a couple things. So there's Beyond Meat is one of the big uh, fake meat people, as is Impossible Foods, which is, they're telling you in it's their impossible. name. They're, te- <laughs> they're not hiding nothing. So uh, there are some, cla- oh, you all right? I'm good. All right, there's an NBC News report that came out uh, February 2nd by uh, Rob Weil. Uh, Class action lawsuits alleging Beyond Meat deceived consumers about protein content uh, will be combined in Chicago. So they got some class action lawsuits going saying that uh, Beyond Meat is overstating the amount of protein that is in their meat. So I'm going to read this article right quick because there's a lot of little good points in here. Beyond Meat announced last fall it would lay off 200 workers. Whoa. Shocker. <laughs> that was on top of a 4% reduction in its workforce that it hit it, they had announced in August. So that's not good. They're already, the ship is sinking. So here's the, here's the main uh, piece of the article. A series of class action lawsuits alleging deceptive practices by Beyond Meat will be heard as a single case in Chicago, a court ruled on Wednesday. The suits allege that Beyond Meat Incorporated... Uh, which sells plant-based meat substitute products, miscalculates and overstates the protein content in its foods, and misleads consumers about the nutritional benefits hmm. Hmm, compared to traditional meat products. Uh, the lead complaint filed in September alleges that a method of testing a product's protein content through an interaction with a nitrogen compound <laughs> reveals some Beyond Meat products contain less protein than what is required to be shown on a label. I'm going to pause here for a minute. If you got a nitrogen compound being used to test your food, <laughs> dude, seriously, what are they trying to do here? They are overcomplicating this stuff. 
All right, here's a little quote here. For example, defendants Beyond Beef plant-based ground 16-ounce patties, which is labeled as 20 grams per serving and 40% of the daily value for protein, actually contains 19 grams per serving by nitrogen testing and 7% of the daily value for protein, the complaint states. Wow. So, so that's pretty deceptive. And here's a shocker. A representative for Beyond Meat did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Uh, they're beyond reproach at this point. Uh, beyond Meat announced last fall it would be laying off 200 workers on top of the 4% reduction. Uh, the company has missed revenue targets and cut its annual projections. Here's the rub. Its nearest rival, Impossible Foods, has also struggled, and this week announced they would cut its workforce by 20% as well. Wow. A recent Bloomberg news feature called Plant-Based Meat Alternatives, quote, a flop, end quote quoting one analyst as saying regular meat-eating consumers just are, are, quote, just not that into it, end quote. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. (laughs) Seriously, all the time and energy they spend mixing all these ingredients to make something taste like something that obviously people like, that's a problem. Well, maybe it's for people who are trying to go vegetarian or something. Okay, well, then that's your choice. I'm sorry you don't get to eat meat. Right? Right. I mean, if you make that choice, that's on you. There's other alternatives to get protein and all this stuff, but... To try to push that upon people, I don't know, I just, I like a good old hamburger. Heck yeah. And if you don't like hamburgers, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, what else we got? Oh, this one's, a, this one's a pretty big deal. Cousin Dave, known fact checker of the Retail Ranger podcast, <laughs> but also he's Scoop Jackson. He got this one. I was Scoop Johnson or something, right? I don't remember. Hey, yeah, it was so long ago. <laughs> so Cousin Dave sent me an article and I had been reading about this um, probably the last week and a half, but there is uh, there's some allegations of price gouging when it comes to eggs. Oh no! I know you're shocked that there might be corruption <laughs> in an industry. Whoa! So I, there was a couple articles I was reading. I, I got several sources here, but I actually I'm going to use the one that he sent me too because I think it's agriculture.com. Sounds legit, right? Right. Agriculture.com. So I pulled this actually off of their website. Uh, but there, there's there's numerous different articles out there. Um, record-breaking egg profits prompt accusation of price gouging. So this is by The Daily Yonder from January, the end of January, by Clara Carlson. I'm just going to read it because I'm going to give Clara props here. A farmer advocacy organization says record, record-breaking increases in the price of eggs isn't being caused by inflation or avian flu as claimed by egg companies, but for price collusion among the nation's top egg producers. Oh my Isn't that sad, dude? All right, so in a letter sent to the FTC last week, the organization Farm Action accused the country's dominant egg producers of scheming to raise prices. The real culprit behind this 138% hike in the price of a carton of eggs appears to be a collusive scheme among industry leaders to turn inflationary conditions and an avian flu outbreak into an opportunity to extract egregious profits. I love that (laughs) word, egregious. uh, Reaching as high as 40%, read that farm action letter to the FTC. The average price of a dozen eggs jumped from $1.79 in December 21 to four and a quarter in December 2022. To explain the increase, industry leaders have cited inflation plus the avian flu outbreak, which began in February 2022 and has killed more than 43 million commercial egg-laying hens, according to the USDA data. Huh. Now, further in the article, and that's why I want to read this. So we've been, they've been saying like 43 million birds, blah, blah, blah. That's why they're doing it. So check this out. 
the avian flu outbreak outbreak in 2015 was deadlier than the one that we just had, but did not produce price spikes as high as those seen last year. Wow. In the 2015 outbreak, it killed about 12% of the egg-laying hens in the U.S. Most of the 50 million birds that died were egg-laying hens and turkeys. So back in 2015, we had 50 million birds die, and they didn't go crazy raising the prices. But in 2022, when 43 million egg or birds died, they used that to... Mm-hmm. Isn't that sad? Um, during the 2015 outbreak, the average price of a dozen great eggs did... It looks like they did go up. It doubled from $1.29 to two sixty one. Okay. But now it's like five bucks, yeah. right? <laughs> so they went ham. Ah, poultry, ham. Uh, during the current avian flu outbreak, average egg price, prices have nearly tripled. Um, let me see. The largest egg producer in the United States, Cal Maine Foods has come to dominate the egg industry through their acquisition of other egg farms across the country, according to their own website. Hmm. Big egg, Liz. Big <laughs> egg. Seriously. I mean, we like big egg, but this is big jumbo egg. These guys are crazy. Um, let me see. They said, CalMain's gross profit jumped tenfold from one 26-week period in 2021 to the same period in 2022, according to their uh quarterly financial statement for the 26 week fiscal period ending in November 21 gross profits were 50 million okay in 2022 for the same period gross profit gross profits were 535 million whoa so the year before they made 50 million dollars last year 535 million dollars whoa i mean give me a break obviously i'm all about making money but there's got to be something going on here <laughs> yeah sounds like it um let me see. From the first quarter of 2022 to the last, the company's margins grew more than threefold, according to Farm Action. And then it says, uh, to increase your gross margins by 345% from the year before, while consumers are looking at at least doubled egg prices. I mean, that's just theft, this dude Carden said. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Uh, and here's the thing. like, They did sell more eggs last year. Uh, they sold 559 million eggs. But the year before, they sold $524 million. So you can't tell me $30 million eggs cost or gain them $450 million more. And, <laughs> right. You know, just doesn't make sense. It's just disappointing, man. They took advantage of it. And, oh, we see big agriculture controlling this narrative about avian flu and supply chain issues, Cardin said. But when you block out all that noise and just look at the numbers, there's not a substantial decrease in the egg supply. Hmm. So they're lying to us. Yeah. Uh, a spokesman for the American Egg Board said that <laughs> supply and demand set egg prices, not farmers. The, egg the American board. Egg Board. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> eggs are bought and sold on the commodity market where farmers don't set the price of eggs. The market does, a representative wrote to the uh, Daily Yonder, which I think is a really cool name mm-hmm. of it. The Daily Yonder. Uh, Farm Action is urging the FTC to investigate CalMaine and the nation's other largest egg producers, and they, they named them here. So... Roseacre Farms, Versova Holdings LLP, Hellendale Farms, and Daybreak Foods. So one, two, three, four. So five companies uh, run the egg gig here in the United States. Cartel. It is. It's <laughs> funny you say that. Do you know they are smuggling eggs across the Get U.S.-Mexican border? Here. Seriously. They are smuggling eggs. It's the cool. new crack. 
It's, it's just insane. Crack. Eggs. Oh. Oh. All right. I, I, I yeah, that was a reach. That. Yeah, I, I reached. Pretty, <laughs> I actually kind of hurt my shoulder. <laughs> reaching on that one. So, yeah. Big egg and big egg. They're colluding. Collusion. <laughs> All right. We'll put that over here. What do we got up next there, Liz? Ah, it looks like we're at. Yay. Wait. Oh, wait, I know I have another article. Boo. Oh, no. No, I did that one. I did that one. Okay. This was the uh, big meat. Big fake meat. Big fake meat. Ah, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. No, sir. I don't like it. Next thing you're going to have is beyond beer. Oh, no. And that's when the people will revolt. Yes, yes. All right. So, Liz, we're getting ready to... Let, let me test here. You know what's coming, yes. right? All right. You want to hear this. That's right? what I want to hear. You don't want to hear this. No. Nope. What do you want to hear? That, this? Yeah. You want to hear this? All right. All then. right. All right. We got poems <laughs> or 80s songs. Okay. Are you ready? Actually, you know what? I think you can see through this paper. Let me. I honestly I can't I'm gonna see put this one right that. here. So now you can't see. And you're a little good lord, you're a little far away too. Big so. ludens. <laughs> Big ludens. Big cough syrup. All right. What do you want first? The poems or the I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. You almost got me. All right. <clears throat> you ready? Ready, Freddie. I'm ready. Roddy's ready. Stand up in a clear blue morning. Until you see what can be. Alone in a cold day dawning. Are you still free? That's can, definitely can a you song. Be? That's a song. Seriously? Bonus points. <laughs> Juice Newton. <laughs> well, it's not Juice Newton. <laughs> okay. But, but I forgot I got to give you credit for that. Uh, when you see a chance, you take it. Steve Winwood. Oh, yeah. Uh, 1980. Uh, it's called While You See a Chance. Good song, right? Yeah. Uh, but Juice Newton, seriously. Well, you were talking about her so much, I figured she's got to be in, in here somewhere. I got into a Juice Newton kick today, and I was inspired by the movie Deadpool. Mm-hmm. She, they play uh, Angel in the Morning, right? Yeah. Angel of the Morning. I, oh, God, misheard lyrics. I think lyrics. it's in. Just call me Angel in the Morning. No, maybe of it is of. Cousin Dave, get on that. <laughs> uh, text me. You can text me live. Oh, oh we're not live. Um, but anyways, I was listening to that because there's a lot of doom and gloom out there. And we kind of, we were joking. It's the end of the world as we know it. So that's just, Juice Newton is extremely so, well, relaxing. It's funny because we were like acting out. We were acting out how we're going to die in slow motion. We were like pretending to run in slow motion. Which we obviously can't run. <laughs> and it was Having hilarious. Our, trying to drink our last beer as we're running in slow motion <laughs> as the light and we're looking behind us, like screaming. Yeah, it was so. Well, then that, you, that was hilarious. And you stopped and called for Roddy yeah, to like, make sure he's coming. Roddy. <sighs> so Juice Newton apparently turns out to be my uh, my safe space songs. Oh, it just calms me down. Yeah. So, all right, you ready? Yep. All right, this is by Juice Newton. Oh wait, no, I'm not supposed oh. to do that there. <laughs> As the midnight moon was drifting through. The lazy sway of the trees. I saw the look in your eyes looking into the night, not seeing what you wanted to see. What, are you trying to look at me like that? <laughs> no, I'm trying to be funny. Oh, okay, you scared me. I looked up and you were like googly-eyeing me. <laughs> All right, what do you got? Song or poem? I think it's a poem. Dang. Okay, I'm going to try that again. <clears throat> and there's a reason. I saw the look in your eyes looking into the night, not seeing what you wanted to see. Darling, don't say a word, cause I already heard. Oh, yeah. So, you know what? 
I got confused. That was actually it's Slow Hand by the Pointer Sisters. That came out in 1981. Okay. But I remember as a kid also hearing Conway Twitty doing a version. So How old are you? <laughs> I know. So Conway re- who? Conway Twitty. Well, he did a version that was of it before too. My time. So I assumed that he had written the song and they had redone it. Right. So when I was Googling Conway Twitty Slow Hand, I thought, you know, like, who wrote it or whatever? And the Pointer Sisters actually wrote it. Oh, wow. He remade it, or re- he kind of twisted it around, uh, but he recorded it in 1982. Interesting. So the Pointer Sisters, that's a beautiful song, too. Slow it hand is. is. All right. Hold fast to dreams, for if dreams die, life is a broken winged bird that cannot fly. Get you with your finger right, on well, the I got, button. I, I got both fi- finger on the button. Uh, We're all going to die. What do you got? Poem. Yay. You nailed it. That was by Langston Hughes. The poem was called Dreams uh, from 1922. What was the first word? Uh, hold fast hold to fast. dreams. I was like, that's got to be got a you? poem. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you got, you got one, two right so far, right? Dude, I lost track. Cousin Dave, holler. <laughs> uh, all right. You ready? Yeah. Crying on the corner, waiting in the rain. I swear I'll never ever wait again. You gave me your word, but words for you are lies. Yikes. I know, and I gave you the evil look. Yep, face. I, I was born this way. Like a god. Um, that's a song. It is. Uh, I'm not going to sing this one, because I would not do it justice. Okay. Uh, but darling in my wildest dreams, I never thought I'd go. But it's time to let you know. I'm going to harden my heart. Oh, yeah. Harden my heart by quarter flash. Dot you'd every 81, everybody. Good tune. But that kind of led me down the path of Juice Newton. And I, I'm going to go back there later because <laughs> every time I refresh my Twitter feed, it we're all going to die. So oh, I don't want to have that. I, I want to. <laughs> but you know what? Life is good. We're going to get, we're going to hold these egg producers accountable. So they take that $500 million extra profit they made in one year. That is just disappointing, man. And I've been reporting about the avian flu and all that stuff. They, they really do a good job hiding that stuff from me yeah. on the interwebs. Yeah. So, not not a surprise, but big egg, big egg. Big egg. <laughs> Ooh, almost, I think something came up on Are that. Are you all right? <laughs> hey, on a, on a really positive note, though, we uh, my brother Kevin came down for the weekend. He came down Friday night from Pennsylvania. And uh, we had a little impromptu cookout yesterday. It was really cool. We had the whole fam over here again. Uh cooking hot dogs and hamburgers on the grill that wasn't on the menu uh, that we originally had. I think we ended up cooking the chicken anyway. Yeah. But it was just really good to have friends and family over. Well, actually, it was all family yesterday. Yeah, it was like... No friends, just family. Just, everything just came together. It did, like, man. It was awesome. What a great weekend we've had so far. Yeah. Whew. So all I want to say is hug your family, people. <laughs> all right, no, I'm not going to go dark on that, but... Uh, that's pretty much all I got. Do you got anything else you want to uh, I pump? think I'm good. Well, we're waiting for Uncle Kevin to return here. We were going to try to have him on the podcast today, but he had to run, man. He just had to go run. <laughs> yeah, I think he's swinging by the mall to buy something for his sweetie. Oh. I'm just saying that. Oh, I might have just. Oh, you ruined was, it. Was that a surprise? Well, Michelle, uh, surprise, everybody. <laughs> all right. We'll, uh, we'll catch you on the, hopefully, we'll catch you on the flip side <laughs> and see you next week, everybody. If you t- go to turn on the pack podcast and all here is <laughs> that means we are fried. Just kidding. Thank you, everybody, for your support, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to us and letting us be ourselves. We appreciate what you do to get stuff on the shelves. Stay safe out there. 
do what you can to avoid any danger. Have fun, work hard, and be a retail ranger. You've been listening to Walker Retail Ranger.